time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. Happy New Year. It is Monday night. It is 8 o'clock. It is 2023. And it is time for episode 238 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, how are you doing, my friend? It feels like a couple of weeks since I've seen you last. It feels like a couple years since uh, we have sat here, we have done the show. It is amazing to once again see that you are no longer using the Brian Beats, um, that Ryan beats himself up because he doesn't know how to do Wordle. You're using your new 2023 official Paisley mug I don't know um, what's going on with that mug over there. It's got um, owls on it. Color. I but I do. Uh, this is a special time, and it's just I'm uh, I'm just glad to be here. All right. Well, we have uh, a lot to get into. It's been a couple of weeks. We hope everybody out there had a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, we've obviously been off for a couple of weeks, so uh, let's just get right into it with drink of the week. Drink of the week. La, 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 la. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Brian, what uh, what are you drinking this uh, first episode of the new year? I, I I dug into the back of the beer fridge. I pulled out myself. A hazy IPA coming from our friends over at 18th Ward uh, Brewing. This is their Airship Tycoon Hazy IPA. You know, Ron, it's a super easy. First off, just look at that color before I go into a description. Look at that color. It's a super easy drinking New England IPA brewed with a mashup of American, German, English, and New Zealand ingredients. It's a huge bouquet of orange marmalade, guava, and passion fruit, which complements a peppery dankness on the nose. Mm. Massive citrus and tropical fruit with a light malt backbone and a pleasant bitterness finish. This light-bodied Nen-E IPA fills itself out, coming in at a 7.80 ABV. This is Air Tycoon. Take a sip. Oh, that's a deep sip. How are we liking it? It's got some flavor there. Right. The bitter, the bitterness is masked by the citrus, so I'm okay. enjoying it. All right, this very will nice. be a good beer. Good, Ron. Yes. What are you drinking? Well, uh, Brian, as you know, uh, last year we uh, we 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 solved our uh, dispute with the good people over at Tavor. Um, they're friends of the podcast again, and I was I was speaking to them, and they mentioned uh, the last time they were on the phone with you, they were like, you know, Brian just wouldn't stop talking about how he likes nuts in his mouth. Um, are you similar? I'm like, well, if it's in a beer, sure, why not? He's, and they, were, they weren't quite sure how you meant it, but they sent me uh, from the good people at Indeed Brewing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is their Mixed Nuts Cream Ale. Uh, it's a spritzy mingle of hazelnuts, almonds, and roasted chestnuts. Uh, clocking in at a 5.5, it's got notes of nuts, salt, and bread. Um, pretty nice looking body to it for, uh, for a cream ale. Let's take a sip and see if the folks at Tavor did us right. 
That is a that is a, a healthy looking beer over there, Ron. That is actually. Hold on, there it is. There's. Hmm. Now, what kind of bread are you tasting? Are you tasting rye? Are you tasting sourdough? Getting more of are a uh, just an overall yeasty taste from the bread, uh, undertone of the nuts, and then uh, the the salt. Not too salty. I was concerned that it'd be too salty. We don't. Like we don't want salty are, nuts. We don't want salty nuts around here. Yes, um, yes. So yeah, so uh, I w- I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. I'm glad I'm drinking it. It is champ approved, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we rolled out uh, the new Ron and Brian title belt in our last episode sure. of 2022. Uh, quickly has become one of the most popular accessories. Let's see for it again. Let's see it again. We're Let's just going to hold it up real quick. Again. I mean, look at that beautiful thing from the folks at Trophy Smack. Um, it I mean, again, looks it, like it's got heft. Again, it's it's six pounds of gold. Um, we are we are working on getting more available on the web store, but we'll we'll talk about that later. We've we've got like I said, we've got so much uh, to talk about, uh, and we got our first beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? It's a simple one. You know, okay. uh, this was, you know, we, we, we took a week off last week for right. um, the Christmas holiday. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. My, my, the last two weeks have just been filled with really good times of friends, of um, family, of loves, um, uh, tears of joy, tears of merriment, um, just, you know, just lovely times. And, and, and the only thing that I could come up with as we were entering this show um, in terms of a beef was um, people who complain about me having too many T-shirts. Interesting. Because, you know, I, one thing I pride myself on is just having a great T-shirt collection. I would give you, you that know, much. Um, you know, I, I, I try not to wear the same shirt every week. And some people just sit there and say, Brian, you have too many T-shirts. You just have too many T-shirts. And and there's only, you know, it's it's really upsetting when you when you just keep going out and buying more and more T-shirts. But I just that's think, just you know beautiful. What? Personally, I, I think that's the best one you've worn yet. I think that, you know, you can never have too many T-shirts. So I want to thank the nice, well, just, you know, I I, I set this one aside this week. I thought it was appropriate. I just said, you know what, nice to the nice people over at TeePublic. You know, they sent me some over. They were like, you know, Brian, you've, you've, you've helped us. You've supported us. You know, what kind of shirt would you like? Just take, take a look. And I mean, just look at this uh, beautiful T-shirt that it's, I'm wearing. It's, it today. is beautiful. Just rocking it today it brings, brings a little tear to my eye. Actually, you're that's I know it makes me happy. Makes me so happy to hear Ron. Yes. What's what's your beef of the week? Uh, so my beef, Brian, is Christmas undecorating this week. Oh. Uh, love Christmas decorating. Big fan of the holiday. You know, we uh, well, you wouldn't know because you weren't you didn't make it during the holiday season. Uh, but we, you know, uh, the wife decorates. She loves Christmas. A lot of decorations up. Every room decorated. Sure. It looks like a, a freaking magazine in here. And then New Year's Day, uh, we uh, we 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 drop. Uh, 
drop everything and and put everything away and it's a it's a many hour task it's many trips up and down the cellar stairs reorganizing sure. the storage um so again love decorating love christmas but it's the undecorating on new year's day uh that's that's kind of a pain I have a question. Why do you guys have as a, um, do you always do it on, on January 1st? How come? Um, I- sometimes we'll do it, you know, uh, the, the weekend after Christmas. Uh, it just, you know, a lot of times we'll just do it New Year's Day because we're off from work and uh, just a, a good way to, you know, get things taken care of. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, good question from Janelle. Uh, is my shoulder drooping uh, from having uh, holding that belt for so long? I have had to uh, uptake a uh, quite a regiment, a workout regiment, uh, since getting this belt. Um, so I am stronger than ever, uh, and I'll be uh, easily carrying this belt. I'm going to set it down uh, till later. I may it may make an appearance during after dark tonight, but it does get a little bit heavy. So we'll just we'll just okay. take it off there. Um, let's see. Oh, Brian. Yes. We also have to let people know our picks for the final weekend of football. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for NFL Locks of the Week. Locks. Now, we tried something a little bit different um, with uh, with the show not being on last weekend. Uh, we made our NFL Locks of the Week available only to Titanium uh, members of the Patreon and higher. You know, we had a conversation. We said, you know, we've, we've got a valuable commodity here. I mean, people sure. literally are making thousands of dollars off of these Locks of the Week. Maybe we should make this available to our higher contributors on the Patreon. So we tried that out. Um, I think it went well. We're still waiting mm-hmm. on some feedback. Um, but, you know, not saying in 2023 we're going to put the locks behind the paywall, but we're not quite ready to commit to say that we're not. Well, we have been um, receiving some, uh, you know, cease and desist letters from the NFL uh, organization, the management, the executives, Um basically stating to us that you know the um you know the honesty of the game is being called into question because we um you and i each keep going two and oh that the only way that that could possibly be happening according to the legal theme of um uh nfl stinks um is that we just you know we're there's some type of collusion going on um, between us and the NFL. And that's not true. Nope. No, that's not happening. It is because Ron and I are just so superior um, in terms of being able to look at NFL games, look at the Vegas lines and be able to just, you know, it crystallizes right there in front of us as to what is the correct bet, or as we like to call it, the lock of the week. Ron, just congratulations. You know, we took a week off, but we you did not take a week off on your, your NFL picks. You are now 34-0. and 0. Um, This past week, you sat there and said, hey, listen, um, Eagles, five and a half over the Saints. I love my Philadelphia Eagles, but I don't love them this week. New, uh, New Orleans Saints winning 20-10. to 10. Also, you said the Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars laying six over the Texans. You said lay those points. You could put you could put a two in front of that six, and I would still lay those points. Jaguars win easily, thirty-one to three. Ron, 
Congratulations. Well, and congratulations right back at you, my friend. Uh, you picked a couple of blowouts. You said Detroit minus six versus the Bears. Detroit making a run for the playoffs. Chicago has nothing to play for, and they showed it. Detroit winning 41 to 10. Same thing with the Giants versus Indi- uh, Indianapolis. Giants favored by six. Uh, you said the Colts uh, not going to show up. Same thing with that. New York Giants 38 to 10, uh, bringing you. To also a perfect 34 and 0 on the season. So, how do you do it? Um, it's uh, it's 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 what do you call it? It's a gift. It's just truly a gift, Ron. Understood. Understood. Um, so, who, who do, do you have? have? This? No, oh, no, Ron. No, 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 no. You're the champ. You go first. All right. Fair enough. So for week. 18, final mm-hmm. week of the mm-hmm. regular season. Um, I like those Jacksonville Jaguars, again, uh, locking up a playoff berth. They're favored by 6.5 at home against Tennessee. Take Jags minus 6.5. Cowboys go on the road, still in contention for the NFC East title, as well as the number one seed. Um, they are minus 3.5 at the Commanders. Commanders eliminated, nothing to play for. Uh, take Dallas minus the points. Brian, uh, who you got? I've got the Minnesota Vikings um, minus three and a half at the Bears. Bears, nothing to play for other than the memory of Mike Ditka and refrigerator William Perry. Um, Vikings easily will win this game. Also, the New York Jets are the worst organization in the history of the NFL. They are only getting one and a half points against the Miami Dolphins, regardless of whether this game is in the Meadowlands or is in Miami Stadium, you take Miami Dolphins, you lay that one and a half, and then you don't have to worry about rent, you don't have to worry about your mortgage, because it's going to be paid off, people. All right. Brian, what the, so much to get to tonight. Do we, do we want to start off with predictions? I think so. Predictions. All right. As you longtime listeners of the podcast know, uh, every January we make our predictions for the coming year. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we also go back and uh, we grade our predictions uh, from 2022 to see if we were correct or not. Uh, So let's start off by reviewing our 2022 predictions. Predictions. Brian, what was your first 2022 prediction? My first 2022 prediction was that the stock market would end the year lower. And, um, you know, if there was anything that I considered a lock, it was this. The Dow down over 10 percent, NASDAQ down over 30 percent. I could not have been more right. Um, I also I I also wish that I had um, shorted the market. Uh, You know, I did not put my money where my mouth is. And instead of winning a lot of money this year on the market, I lost significantly. All right. Uh, last year, we were getting ready to attend AEW in Newark, New Jersey, and I predicted that Brian would shock the wrestling world by winning the AEW World Championship. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to uh, some uh, failed contract negotiations with Tony Khan, that never came to be. Mm, so disappointing. You know, I feel like he's he's so close to just hitting, you know, um, a greatness. And his refusal to embrace both yourself um, and myself, um, it really is just holding the organization back. What was your second prediction for 22? There will be two more substantial COVID-19 variants after Omicron. 
So there was uh, not two. They were not substantial. All right. We did not. We have not. We have not had a substantial COVID nineteen variant. They have announced that some variants are, but I would not consider anything substantial. Twenty twenty two really was the year where Omicron took over in December into January, and COVID has pretty much. Um, you know, it is still there, but no longer seen as a life threatening force. Um, where it goes, we do not know. Nobody can predict it except Ron and I. We're not doing it right now. Might be in our 2023 predictions. You never but know. I was wrong on that one. All right. I said that Americans that lose loved ones to mass shootings during the year will receive an overflow of thoughts and prayers, but no meaningful actions or legislation. And unfortunately, uh, that proved to be very true. That is very good. Well done on that one, Ron. I said that my, for my third prediction, I said that Florida Congressman Matt Gates will resign in disgrace. A lot of you will remember that a year ago, uh, Flor- the Florida uh, uh, representative, I believe, um, who was, uh, you know, uh, very much incited himself with the um, uh, election deniers, the uh, uh, Donald Trump world. Um he was being investigated by federal authorities for a relationship he had with an underage 17-year-old Florida girl who he had Venmoed a substantial amount of money and also had uh, accompanied him on some out-of-state trips. Um, I said that this would result in him resigning. That has not happened. Uh, nothing is re- nothing's happened or materialized really from that investigation. My guess is that Matt Gates will walk free. And I had a, a Matt Gates prediction too. I said he will announce his candidacy for the nation's highest office, forming a partnership with Josh Duggar that they call uh, a pedophile presidential super ticket with the mm. campaign slogan, Make America Underage Again. Mm. Felt good about that one, uh, but it did not come to fruition. Brian, that's what's a the shame. Next? That is what's a shame. The next one? My fourth prediction, I really went out on a limb here, and um, uh, I said that Jelaine Maxwell will be alive on December 31, 2022. A year ago, this did not look like it was going to be uh, something that was going to happen. Um, I am proud to say that when I put my head down um, at 11.59 on December 31st, Jelaine Maxwell was not only alive, but she was thriving. Um in uh, a federal penitentiary. Ron. Good one. Yes. Ron, what was your fourth pick? Uh, Brian will go to a strip club and spend no money hoping to put the $900 story permanently to rest. Did you go to any strip clubs this year, Brian? I did not go to a strip club this year, Ron. Sorry to disappoint you. $900 still in my pocket. All right. Well, I mean, half and half. I'm going to call that uh, 0.5. No, you can't take a 0.5. All right. Um, For my fifth pick, I said that Andrew H. will be the winner of the Ron and Brian podcast 2022 death pool and that William Esquire will be a close second. I know that we are going to put a pin on the death pool. We've got a lot to discuss with that later, Um, but I'm just going to, you know, reveal uh, I'm going to that I took a loss on that. All right. Uh, I said that spring will bring us the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda variant of the coronavirus. Current vaccines will be ineffective in fighting it. And the only people immune from it will be those lucky enough to get a blood sample from David Carradine or Anthony Edwards. Mm. I guess that was a bit of a stretch. 
That 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 did not take place. Um, this one, this one is really hurt because I, I I was positive on this one. I said that Ron will divorce his wife and embrace the furry lifestyle. Uh, I've I've predicted this the last the last fourteen years, um, and I I, I I took a loss in twenty twenty two again, yet again. Speaking of taking a loss, my sixth prediction was that the New York Yankees. Uh, will win the 2022 World Series. That's a shame. Don't want to talk about it. Should have happened. Um, speaking of predicting sports teams to win major championships, I predicted that the Green Bay Packers will win the 2022 Super Bowl. Uh, not even close. It was the Los Angeles Rams. All right. Uh, Johnson & Johnson will admit that they never really came up with a COVID vaccine. They had just filled a bunch of vials with watered-down baby shampoo. Um, oh. QAnon really gave this some traction, uh, but unfortunately we were not able to get confirmation. Uh, so I'm afraid I have to take an L on that. Um, speaking of taking L's, um, I predicted that the Republicans will take control of the Senate, but not the House during the midterm elections. I, I was close. The, the close. key was muddy. Um, I had it mixed up. The Republicans took control of the House, but not the Senate during the midterm elections in what was widely seen as an embarrassing showing um, in 2022 Congress elections, um, mostly blamed on Donald Trump and the, the candidates he supported. Ron, what was your 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 eighth pick? Uh, the CDC will announce that testing is no longer needed for COVID-19. Instead, they suggest that if you feel sick, just spit into a friend or family member's mouth and see how it plays out. Mm. Surprisingly, that is actually up on the CDC website. I took a look earlier before the show. I mean, it's it's the science is there, Brian. That's all I'm going to say. Can, the science can is you, there. Um, can you include a link in the... Uh, Af- <clears throat> afterwards, in I'll, the comments uh, I'll find here, that, yeah. I'm not sure that I, I, I saw that. Um, for my ninth pick, I predicted that Roe v. Wade will be overturned by the Supreme Court. Sadly, <clears throat> you were correct. I was correct on that. Ron, what was your ninth pick? Uh, Brian, will, <clears throat> excuse me, Brian will marry his fleshlight in a ceremony that many will call the wedding of the decade. No? Nope, it, it, it is not happening. Sorry. All right. What was your final prediction for this club past year, 2022? I said that Russia will send its military into Ukraine, resulting in a short operation before pulling back behind its borders. Um, I feel like I'm about 75 percent correct here. Um, uh, Russia, I just I not 100, though. Russia did invade Ukraine earlier this year in about, I believe it was about February when the uh, Russian troops invaded Ukraine's borders. Um, it was, uh, uh, they, they started off very strong, seizing quite a bit of land. Um, however, the Ukrainian army proved to be um, uh, quite the resistance, um, not only uh, stopping the flood of Russian troops into the country, but actually taking the advantage and pushing Russia back. Um, Russia has ceded much land that they um, initially took over. Um, the amount of war crimes and deaths and and and, and dismay, um, despite William Esquire's glee, um, has has been widely documented. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can take a, a, a win on that one. 
All right. Uh, and my final prediction was with Ron and Brian not pointing out racism each week, people will forget it exists and it will just disappear. God damn, you got that one right. I did. You got that one right. I got that one. Um, well, that can only mean one thing. It's time to look ahead to the coming year and give our new predictions. All seeing, all knowing. All right. Brian, start us off. What is your first prediction for 2023, my friend? All right. So my first prediction is the stock market ends the year positive. Oh, all right. I mean, it would make sense. What goes down must go up again. Absolutely. Like and I've, I've got money invested. So let's let's make it happen. Ron, what is your first prediction uh, for 2023? The Yankees will win their 28th world championship, beating the New York Mets in a dramatic game seven when Carlos Correa's right ankle will break in the bottom of the ninth, trying to field an Aaron Judge bunt, allowing the winning run to score. That is oddly specific. Gaze into right. our crystal balls. And oddly, you're, we're, we're, we're talking baseball here. My prediction is the New York Mets fail to make the MLB playoffs. Mm, interesting. So only one of us really can be fully right on that. It'll happen. It'll happen. All right. Um, Andrew H. will return to championship form in the 2023 death pool, racking up eight deaths and a record number of points. Listen, if there's anybody rooting for him, it's it's Ron and Brian. Um, my third prediction is, and and like I said earlier, we're going to put a pin in conversation of the death pool. We will be talking about it shortly. Yes, exactly. So what is your third prediction? That Vladimir Putin negotiates a peace treaty to end the Ukraine war. Interesting. Very interesting. There will be peace. All right. Um, number f my next uh, prediction. Conversely, Brian will also return to form in the 2023 death pool, scoring a total of zero points for the year. You're such an asshole. Um, thank you very much for that one. Sure, sure. Um, my fourth prediction is that Twitter will file for bankruptcy. Elon Musk paying over $40 billion. I think it was $44 billion in 2022. The company is, is failing to show a profit. Finances have gone even worse. Um, recent um, news stories this past week were that the um, uh, Elon Musk had fired the janitors or the, company, the cleaning company, and that um, employees were being asked to bring in their own toilet paper Oof. into Twitter um, headquarters. So I'm going to say Twitter files for bankruptcy in 2023. Predictions. Ron, yes. What's, what is your fourth prediction? Donald Trump will drop out of the 2024 presidential race after losing a CPAC straw pool, claiming that some straws were allowed to vote multiple times. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Um, what will happen is there will be a government shutdown due to the political parties not working together and failing to agree on a spending bill. Ron and Brian, mediums and predictions, extra large in the pants. All right, Brian will lose the Super Bowl bet, allowing Ron to retain 51% ownership and the Ron and Brian title belt. 
Ron, that is not going to happen. You know that. I know that. It's not even a prediction. I didn't even waste a prediction on that one. We know (laughs) that that hefty belt that has caused you to permanently walk the streets of suburban Philadelphia at an angle, that belt is coming to Queens in 40 days when I win the Super Bowl bet. My prediction, in fact, is that the Minnesota Vikings will play in the 2023 Super Bowl, but lose to the Buffalo Bills. Interesting. All right. All right. Oh, I'm already judging that wrong. That's okay. Maybe you'll be right. Um, uh, My next prediction, the COVID-19 pandemic will be officially declared over in 2023. By whom, if I may ask? Because I think I think the WHO uh, handles that. So it, apparently, it has not officially ended. So okay, I think twenty twenty three is going to be the year. All right, my seventh prediction: cryptocurrency will suffer at least two more significant crashes, further eliminating the likelihood of Brian ever making his investment bank. A lot of people know that I, um, you know, that I watch the cryptocurrency. Um, uh, craze of 2020 happened. 2021, I watched it. You know, uh, uh, Bitcoin just keep going higher and higher. What did I do? I waited to February of 2022 to decide I'm going to get on this train and invest money. Right now, I'm I'm down about 70 percent of my investment. Um, I'm, I, I I could sell now and walk away with some cash, but I refuse to because I'm not a quitter. Um, Cryptocurrency will once again go even lower this year and um, just make sure that I never make any money. Ron, what is your seventh pick? All knowing. Uh, My next pick is that Joe Biden's mental fitness will be questioned when he pardons his turkey sandwich the week before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's not that's not nice. Listen, the man is in his 80s. He is the president of the United States. It is just about time that you stop bashing him and accept and embrace that he is the greatest president of all time. Predictions. All right. That's not a prediction. (laughs) Don't. No, no, no. That is not my prediction. Um, Prediction number eight. Disgraced U.S. Representative elect from New York, George Santos, will not resign at from the discovery of multiple lies he told during the campaign, and he will serve a term in Congress. I mean, so far you're looking uh, looking good on that one. Let's see. Next up, inflation will drop to historic lows, giving Americans more disposable income to spend at the Ron and Brian Web Store which you can visit at ronandbrianpodcast.com. I like that one. Thank you. I like that one a lot, Ron. Um, prediction number nine. Uh, Ron will divorce his wife and embrace the furry lifestyle. Ron, we know that you are fans of furries. We know that you um, uh, have a, uh, what is it, a, a, a pink bunny costume. Um, it does show your face. Uh, that was, if I remember correctly, that was your furry with training wheels costume. You're not, you're not, you're not ready for the full, um, you know, head uh, uh, part of the costume. You will um, buy, uh, um, I believe it will be a purple unicorn costume. Okay. During 2023, you will, uh, you will, you will divorce your wife, and you will, you will quit your job 
and you will travel the country to go from furry um, convention to furry convention under the guise of scouting hotels that your um, company can buy. Is that is that the entire prediction right there? Nah, let's just end it with you you embracing the furry lifestyle. I think that's I, I think it's enough to say that you um, that you embrace the furry lifestyle. Do we not? All right. can, that's we'll fine. Go there. We'll still Perfect. go there. Perfect. All, right. All right. My next prediction: Brian will stop projecting his feelings onto Ron and will admit that he, in fact, is a member of the furry community. Mm. No, never going to happen. I am not a furry, Ron. My 10th prediction, my final prediction for 2023 is that Brian will win the 2023 Super Bowl bet against Ron and become 51% owner of the Ron and Brian podcast. All right. My final prediction for 2023 is that Brian will successfully manage his calendar for the entire year and he will not cancel attending important events in his friends' lives. Predictions. Well, we've got that is three- actually that is actually a, a prediction that I am also making. We've got 363 days to go, um, so we will see uh, how well this all plays out. Let's do it, Ron. I think you know we talked about it enough times. I think it, you know we we do need to discuss the 2022 death pool. Yes, um, you know uh, the 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 calendar has struck. Uh, January of 2023, we are looking back on 2022. Yep. And I think it is important that we acknowledge those um, contestants in our death pool for 2022 who guessed correctly. I think it is important to point out that Brian did not score zero points this year. Very true. Um, thanks to you, um, Jerry Lee Lewis dying. Um, talk to us, Ron. How did we do this year? Um, so, well, first off, let's say that we are we are holding off uh, declaring official winners uh, because we have experienced um, in the past where uh, death announcements have been uh, delayed a little bit. Uh, you know, so we just want to make sure we don't announce things too quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as it stands right now, uh, right now in first place, Jocelyn, a uh, friend of the podcast, sitting in first place with 81 points. Uh, myself in second place with 66. Um, we have Max and Janelle tied in third for 37. Andrew H. got on the board late in the year uh, with 18 points. Brian, you're sitting in fifth place with 13. Billy, William Esquire at six with nine. And then Dom and Erica uh, tied for seventh uh, in with four points. So as it stands, take me out of the mix. Our top three are Jocelyn, uh, Max and Janelle tied for second. Andrew coming in third. Uh, some of the ones we got right this year. Um, we got, well, you mentioned Jerry Lee Lewis already. Uh, Use my points. Queen Elizabeth, uh, many mm-hmm. people had. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, another one. Um, some of these weren't, you know, big surprises. I mean, uh, Philip Baker Hall, he was up there. He was 91 years old. Nichelle Nichols, again, up in her late 80s. Um, Olivia Newton-John, uh, been sick for a while. Um, yeah. Pele uh, passing away after an illness at the end of the year. I think probably 
probably the two most shocking ones, uh, Ray Liotta passing away. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. was a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, but Aaron Carter passing away at yeah. the young age of 34. Yeah. Uh, Jocelyn and myself both picking Aaron. Uh, obviously, I got all my points from that. Good enough for second place. So that's sure. you know that's kind of a strategy that people take at times is uh, you know picking one of these young troubled souls um, mm-hmm. and seeing what happens to them. It was, uh, you know, and, and one of the things about the death pool is, um, you know, it's it's so often um, misunderstood as um, rooting for um, people to die and celebrating the death of some people. And that's not what the death pool no. is about. It's about friendly competition. It is not the celebration of death. Um, you know, uh, one of the, uh, you know, the things um, that I... Uh, I will remember in calendar year 22 when people look back, um, you know, on the year and say, Brian, what significant things had happened to you in 22? It was the number of um, pieces of drywall that I needed to replace in my apartment after I found out that despite having Aaron Carter on my death pool for 2020 and 2021, I left him off my 2022 death pool list. Um, truly um, uh, just an oversight of, of, of just global proportions. Yep. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, it, my super came up and asked me to please stop punching holes. My porters, you know, they got tired of, you know, the of, of carrying, you know, just just buckets of plaster to cover up the holes that that I have. I mean, I'm no longer able to put up picture frames in my apartment because the walls just are not, the, the, they're not sound anymore um, and certainly are not load-bearing um, just because of Aaron Carter. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping that 2023 will bring um, more, and more, how do I say this politely, um, more acceptance on, on, you know, on, on the part of many uh, as to, um, you know, what the greatness of this death pool is. Sure, sure. And a, a record number of entrants for 2023, uh, 33% increase over last year. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of people in play, a lot of points in play. Uh, interesting <clears throat> shift in, uh, in, in strategies. You do see, and I think this is, again, probably due to Aaron Carter, you see more people attempting to uh, throw some younger people uh, into the mix. I mean, sure. there are some, you know, there, there are some safe bets out there that people went with that we'll get into a little bit more, uh, but also seeing some of the uh, the younger people that, again, uh, maybe are dealing with chronic illnesses, dealing with mental illnesses. Um, so let's real quick look at who our top picks from everybody uh, playing the game was this year. So we've got five individuals um, that six people uh, checked off on their list. Um, Al Roker, Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously been dealing with health issues for a while. Uh, Bill Cosby, again, uh, you know, in his 80s, uh, his handlers sure. are putting him out on tour for some reason in 2023. Uh, Mel Brooks, that one stung a little bit, seeing seeing people pick Mel Brooks. But again, the yeah. man's in his 90s. You um, want him Bruce, to live forever. Bruce Willis was kind of a surprise for me. Um, you know, I, I understand he's, he's dealing with that asphoria. Is that what it is? 
But it seems like it's just... I don't, I don't believe it's appropriate for either of us to talk about his ass. <laughs> but it seems like that's just more a, a disease regarding communication and speaking and reading. I don't know if, there's, if that's a, a fatal disease. Um, no, but I then, do believe that it's just, it just, you know, it's, you know, similar to dementia. It does just lead to, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the brain not sending, you know, uh, triggering the synapses uh, to uh, uh, make sure that the body is doing everything it needs to do. Uh, and then also getting uh, six picks, uh, Kanye West. So I think a lot of people, obviously, you know, I think people are feeling, you know, due to the mental illness, something, something bad could happen to him. And that is, I find that very upsetting because the message that that sends is that the Ron and Brian podcast fans, the people that love us, um, they misunderstand mental illness as being um, uh, life-threatening. You know, um, uh, uh, you know, it's it's something that can be treated, um, and it's something that you know, uh, uh, medication, uh, mental, you know, uh, therapy. Um, you know, mental health is very important, but it absolutely can be treated. To sit there and say that a relatively healthy Kanye West um, is going—it's you know—it it almost sounds like people are hoping he dies, and you don't—you never want to see that. No. Um, next highest picks uh, with five: Britney Spears and uh, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Wow, I did not even realize he was still around. He is still alive. He is ninety-seven years old as of December thirteenth of last year. Was she, and I I'm I don't know if you have this in front of you, but is he the oldest person that was picked for the Death Bowl? Because one of the geniuses of the Death Bowl, and you know we we communicated on social media multiple times prior to the end of the year. Sure, it's too late now for people to get in. But one of the geniuses of the way this pool is set up is that for every year that the person is younger than a hundred, you know people who have picked them and when they die get an extra. Uh, point. So this works off of a point system. So if somebody 98 dies and you guess and you put them on your list, you get two points. If Correct. somebody who is 50 dies and you have them on your list, you get 50 points. So it is um, absolutely um, surprising that somebody would, uh, so many people would put Dick Van Dyke on. Uh, the oldest uh, entry, I believe, uh, is uh, a few people picked Bob Barker, former Price is Right host, uh, who mm -hmm. turned 99 on December 21st. So uh, only one point. But again, you know, if, if it's a close uh, if it's a close year, sure. you know, that one point could push you over. Well, I think a lot of it also has to do with just, you know, um, nobody wants to end the year on a goose egg. You know, yeah. you want to make sure that you have some points on that board, you know, just for bragging rights at the table during Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I know that, you know, uh, uh, for the past month, people have been focusing on Christmas and New Year's. But, uh, you know, the stories during, um, you know, the early part of December of just, you know, families that were getting into um, physical altercations over, um, you know, family members who had, you know, not guessed anybody correctly. I understand Bob Barker picks in that case makes for a very happier familial Thanksgiving. All right, Brian, um, I know you like your picks. Obviously, you picked them. Sure. Um, I like my picks. Uh, but in reviewing picks that other competitors made, um, sure. who were some of the ones you saw that other people made that you were like, oh, man, I wish I had picked that one? Oh, I mean, it's it, uh, 
you know, um, I saw Ben Vereen and I sat there and said, damn it, you know, Carol Burnett, um, you know, um, you, you know, and, and so Andy Dick was one um, uh, that just uh, really. Uh, well, you made Andy Dick's me. pick, so that's. Well, I know that I was just throwing. I, uh, of course, Ron, that's my way of slightly making sure that you're paying attention. <laughs> Always, um, my friend. Gary Busey was one that I was jealous when I saw that two people have picked Gary Busey also. And this is one that I thought was very interesting was Gary Glitter. Um, Love the Gary Glitter pick. Uh, popular, uh, you know, in the 80s with whatever, you know, that song he had. Hey, uh, rock and roll or whatever it was. Rock and roll part um, two has been in prison for almost 20 years on pedophilia charges. Um, somebody picking him. Um, what I like about it is that there's it's twofold. One is that he is released into the general uh, population and um, is taken out by somebody who is a pedophile hunter. And also, it also has the likelihood that he goes out there and finds all of the underage women that he can have sex with and cannot handle the lifestyle because he's he is now 20 years older, dies of a heart attack. I mean, just a genius pick. Ron, what made you jealous when you looked at the picks? Um, you know, again, I, I, I loved the Gary, uh, Gary Glitter pick. Um, you know, Val Kilmer, I think um, mm. that, that's a great pick. A few people picked Val Kilmer. Um, some of the long shot picks that I really liked, um, Christina Applegate was, was a good pick now that she's, uh, she's having some medical concerns. Um, I think, uh, Nick Cannon, um, very random pick there, uh, but you know, highly plausible. The man's sure. got 37 children. It's got to take a bit of a, a bit of a toll on you. Um, Doc Antle from, uh, from the Tiger King, great pick. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting year. I, I like my picks though, Brian, I got to admit, I like my picks. I like my chances. Now what's, what's interesting is that this is one area where you and I will not be wagering over. Correct. I, it's yep. it's there, there's too much. It's too off the wall. Oh, Randy Quaid was another one. I was like, man, that's a great pick. Didn't even know he was still alive. I thought he was gone. I know that he had, you know, um, gone down the MAGA QAnon wormhole, but I just he was so off my radar that when I saw him, I got jealous. I mean, George went from Cheers. Yeah, just because that's the thing. You see a lot of like very random uh, celebrity deaths throughout the year. And so I think there's a level of randomness, people that are older that other people tend to forget. Yeah. And the one thing that really is, you know, um, that, that makes me feel proud to be, you know, um, working within this organization is looking at people's different entries. Um, it really made me proud to see the amount of people um, who had really put a time and effort into yeah. their entries. This, you know, the, this was not, you do not see an entry where people just threw in, you know, oldest celebrities or only six celebrities. But this was, you know, this, you, you knew that there were people out there, in fact, 33% more people than last year, who really had spent some time and effort making their um, uh, uh, selections, you know, uh, with the goal of I want to score as many points in this pool as possible. Sure. Just an exciting time. Speaking of celebrity deaths, Ron. Well, wait, before before we get to celebrity obituaries, just two more things I want to point out. Cousin sure. Brucey, I forgot how much I loved the Cousin Brucey pick. Um, I mean, again, he's in his 80s. I think that's a great pick. Um, Cousin, and then, oh, stop up, time out. 
Cousin Brucey is still around? He is still alive. He's still DJing on the radio, Cousin Brucey. Um, no, that has to be artificial intelligence just cutting and pasting um, the, the different words he has said over the years. I but imagine I think they... I imagine they took Cousin Bruce and you just put him in um, the studio for a couple hours and had him read the dictionary <laughs> so that they could properly just put the words together. I think my favorite long shot pick comes mm -hmm. from Andrew H. Andrew H., again, Andrew H. didn't win this year. He's a two-time champion. Correct. He, he, it looks like he's going to finish third this year. Um, so I think you kind of have to start talking dynasty uh, when you when you look at Andrew H. and you look at the death pool. Sure. I think, I think that's the conversation that starts to happen. He put well, Ezra, he, was... he put Ezra Miller on his list. The oh. dude that was the flash. The dude has been arrested like eight times and is like just clearly off the wall out there in Hawaii. And he's gone to rehab already multiple times. The The, the kid is 20 years old. And careening down just a really dark path. Oh. Excuse me, he's 30 years old. 30, I apologize. 30. I that, is 70, that is 70 points for Andrew H. Genius pick. Um, Andrew H. Getting his, right getting his his picks in literally 20 minutes before the end of the year. And, and I, saw the, I saw the Ezra Miller pick and I was like, fucking genius. This is why this man is a competitor. This is why this man is a champion. Yeah, he is the Kobe Bryant of celebrity death pools. Ooh, ouch. Ouch. What? Am I, am oh, also, I not an, another good reference? thing, uh, Andrew H., only, the only person to still have Takashi 69 on his death pool. Um, again, that's that's a high point one as well. Mm. I believe he's only, uh, he's, he's 26, maybe? That is 74 points. I mean... Um, Listen, 2023, there is so much to look forward to um, uh, when it comes to the celebrity death pool. You know, it, it made me very happy to see so many new people come in, yep. um, people who were not in last year, not in the year before. Um, welcome to the club. Welcome to the party, pal. Um, it's going to be fun times. Um, but as you were saying, Brian, we uh, we lost some people um, this mm. last week of the yeah. year. Uh, some which uh, people had picked for 2023 had to make yeah. some changes. Uh, Pele was one that a lot of people had picked, um, yeah. passing away a couple days before the end of the year at the age of 82. Uh, Pope Benedict, uh, the uh, the 14th, Brian, I know he was on your list for 2023, passing yep. away at the end of the year at 95. Mm -hmm. Barbara Walters, legendary uh, newswoman, dead at 93. Um, and then, obviously, uh, we missed it while we were away. Franco Harris, uh, number retired at the uh, Steelers game last weekend. Immaculate the Immaculate reception. reception yes. Um, Dead at 72. And then you put this one on. I'm not familiar with Rogero Diodato, uh, director of the most controversial film ever, Dead at 83. What was that film, Brian? Are you not familiar with his work? Is he the director of Human Centipede? No. Oh. The, um, he is the director of the legendary 1980 movie called um, Cannibal Holocaust, infamous for featuring acts of sadomasochism, oh, real right. animal slaughter, sparking outrage around the world and resulting in the film being banned in several countries. Um, he was actually arrested um, after uh, the movie had been made. Um, 
uh, police seized all copies of the film. He was prosecuted for allegedly killing his own actors. Um, and he literally had to convince the actors to return to the country he was filmed in to prove to the court that they were still alive. Um, and let's also, uh, let's give some credit to our very own William Esquire. Uh, Don West, former TNA wrestling announcer. Uh, he had been on William's 23 death pool list. Sure. Uh, passing away after uh, dealing with an illness at the age of 59. Uh, William could have started the year with 41 points. I know, uh, instead, I know. Instead, uh, just misses it. Uh, by a very narrow margin. Yeah, it's um, it's rough. It it is, you know. And uh, again, we don't we don't celebrate death here, but um, you know, it is interesting to see how the world works sometimes. Also, we are on a death watch. I don't know whether people are aware, um, but um, Jeremy Renner mm. um, apparently is going to need multiple surgeries after extensive injuries. Um, were sustained by the 51-year-old Marvel, Marvel star earlier this week after his leg was run over by a snowplow um, while he was um, walking on his Nevada property. And also don't forget uh, Martina Navratilova uh, announcing today um, that she has been diagnosed with both throat and breast cancer, mm -hmm. um, obviously one of the all-time tennis greats. Um, we are sending, uh, as always, thoughts and prayers out her way. Thoughts and prayers. I think we, um, I th it's the thing we need to, to, to most, it's the thing that's going to get us through the most difficult times of 2023. Now, we've got some stories. That's odd. I wonder where Ron went. Or did I go somewhere? We'll keep talking. I don't even know. Not quite sure what happened there. We had a little uh, little bit of cutting out. We will wait and see if Brian comes back here. Um, Got to love the internet, folks. Hold on a second. All right. Oh. What happened there, Ron? I don't know. I, I, got, I got kicked out for some reason, so we all got kicked out. So you got kicked out, and then I came back in. Because right. I thought I was still going, and then I got booted out. Tell you, it's it's the Russians, basically. It's the Russians. Anyway, oh, that's a shame. That is absolutely a shame. And here we go. Obviously, the the true answer is that our friend Matt is with his voracious cocaine addiction. He did bring it in to twenty twenty three. Matt's all coked up, and <laughs> uh, he hit the wrong button. Matt. Don't do that ever again. So we have a, a story that we've been following for a couple of weeks now. And uh, it's one of the stories that the more you get into the story, the crazier it is. It involves a former Coppin State basketball player who has filed a lawsuit against his assistant coach for allegedly manipulating him into sending nude photos and blackmailing him into filming a sexual encounter. Uh, in the lawsuit, Coppin State assistant coach Lucian Brownlee was accused of allegedly allegedly catfishing former basketball player Evan Williams by posing as a woman in an online relationship. So we're going to start there in that Brownlee. That's a, hold up. Stop right there. Right. That is a lot to unwrap. So, so the assistant coach posing as a woman, 
going after one of the players, uh, Ibn Williams. Brownlee persuaded Williams to send photos and sexual text messages during their online conversations in order to keep, quote, her interested in their relationship. Although uh, Williams expected the relationship to progress, it, uh, it fell into something sinister when the catfisher threatened to release the explicit material if he did not send more sexual images. So then, this, this is going on and whatnot, then the coach, Lucian Brownlee, goes to Williams and says, mm -hmm. I'm being catfished by the same individual. And so uh, she's now saying that if we don't have sex together and film it, mm -hmm. she's going mm -hmm. to release the images that she has of both of us. Sure. So this, uh, this, this player worried about how this is going to impact his, his life, impact his scholarship, everything else, um, has sex with this assistant coach um, who was mm -hmm. the one catfishing him from the very beginning. Ah, oh, where do you, I, I literally stunned and speechless that, you know, I, I don't even know where in that story to, um, to, to, to point out, to ask questions and whatnot. Um, the outrageous part of all this story is that he continued to play for the team because he was afraid of losing. I mean, we're talking about the player here. He was afraid of losing his Division One scholarship, his room, his board from the school. So he continued to show up to practice even after reporting that an assisted coach had, um, in effect, raped him after catfishing him. Right. Um, the the you know he reported it to the school, and his head coach's instructions were: show up to practice tomorrow, and let's see how this pans out. That is the part. That is just jaw dropping, and and the head coach of Coppin State <clears throat> still has his job. Oh yeah, he hasn't been fired yet. <clears throat> whether whether he should or not is up for speculation, but um, we will definitely see how this plays out. Uh, staying in the sports arena, um, sure. Amanda, excuse me, Alexandra Eckersley, uh, daughter of former Red Sox pitcher Dennis Eckersley, Eckersley has been charged for leaving a newborn baby uh, freezing. In the woods, uh, I believe we have her mugshot here. There she uh. is up on the screen. Um, so uh, her baby was found unclothed and freezing in 18-degree weather in a dark wooded area in New Hampshire. Um, officers had responded to a report of a woman who had given birth to a baby in a tent in the woods. Um, and then uh, Alexandra allegedly lied to the authorities about the baby's whereabouts and claimed she had given birth um, prematurely. After an hour of searching, police found the baby uncovered and struggling to breathe. Um, they were able to get the infant to Catholic Medical Center, and his health is improving. Um, she was obviously um, arraigned and arrested sure. for endangering the welfare of a child. And, um, I mean, just first off, uh, awful story. Yes. Just an awful story. Um, you know, you have to to just imagine what type of uh, you know where is a human brain that would sit there and 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 be a, and and just make that conscious decision to abandon a newborn baby in eighteen degree weather. Um, and then you see this photo, this mugshot of the adopted daughter 
of former Boston Red Sox great Dennis Eckersley. I like to pronounce it Eckersley. I know you earlier said Eckersley and then had to start over again. Yes. Um, but you look at this photo and you're very surprised that the word methamphetamine was not used at any point during the initial article um, that came up, was used in subsequent articles. And then as you're looking at this mugshot, you say to yourself, well, of course, she's got the red puffy eyes. She's got that 1,000-yard stare um, and very unkempt uh, uh, hair. Um, this woman could have been in Breaking Bad. Um, also ironic that in October, Dennis Eckersley had uh, retired from being a uh, sportscaster on NESN, sure. uh, stating at that time that he wished to spend more time with his grandchildren, Little did he know he would need to travel to the woods in New Hampshire to do so. Well, is it possible he didn't even know? I know that they were estranged and not necessarily um, on good terms. I mean, people, um, speaking of being on good terms, let's just take one more opportunity <laughs> and appreciate this shirt, um, which I will be putting up for auction um, on eBay as a worn T-shirt for, um, you know, uh, all benefits from the eBay sale will go towards um, uh, Dennis Eckersley's grandchild's um, college tuition fund. And absolutely, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, not be going in my pocket. Who wants to own this shirt? It will be online tomorrow. All right. Uh, Ron, team, Ron, team, yes, Ron yes, yes. What, is, what is that heavy piece of metal and leather on your left shoulder? I just picked up the uh, Ron and Brian 51% ownership title belt again. But let us we've got a couple more stories to get to, Brian. Let's, ah. let's keep things going here. A teen okay. in India miraculously survived after a javelin was thrown through his neck uh, in a freak track and field accident uh gotta love this can't be real ron this there's no way that this story could be real holy cow the new york post even had a photo uh, a photo still of a video uh this happened uh on december 17th while sadanand Meher, age 14 was playing sports as the aglipur high school in odisha india um, apparently a student threw the spear that ended up piercing the boy's neck uh, going in one end and out the other. Uh, thankfully, um, not as bad an injury as uh, it would seem from having a javelin through your neck. Uh, doctors were able to remove the spear and uh, he survived uh, without sustaining long-term injury. My goodness. Now, I have a question. My understanding, you know, I, I have not spent a lot of time watching track and field um, my understanding from, you know, and it is limited knowledge, my understanding of the javelin as a sport is that it is something that is thrown at an angle in the air for distance and that the, the trajectory of the javelin is that it goes up and then it hits a point where gravity suddenly starts sure. to take over the forward momentum. And then it starts to come down at an angle. If you pull up that photo once again, Ron, I ask you, please, even though you've already deleted it. I need, I need javelin, to pull up a better photo, Brian, which I don't know why. That javelin appears to be going at an even 90 degree. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Well, again, I guess it depends on, you know, how this how this hit him exactly. Uh, I don't want to laugh, but the poor kid literally made you to just here sit in this plastic chair with the javelin through your neck while we figure out how exactly we're going to address this. And the part that kills me about this photo is that everybody's looking off into a different direction. <laughs> like no one Nobody, wants to make eye contact with this kid. <laughs> Nobody's looking at him to make sure that he's okay. <laughs> oh my God, this is terrible. I, I mean, think that, I mean, I, you ask yourself the question of who would throw this. Here's the answer. Clearly, producer of the Ron and Brian podcast, Matt, all coked up. He throws javelins. We know that in his spare time. Obviously, that's what happened. I mean, the guy uh, in yellow on the right is probably like, man, I, I hope the school paid off their insurance bill. Oh, there is. This is this is this is in India. There's very like there. I would I would have to say that, you know, they do not have necessarily the same um, exhaustive legal system that requires malpractice insurance. Um, William Esquire asking the questions that need to be asked. The callback earlier from uh, our our story um, discussing the uh, 2022 predictions. Lambda, lambda, lambda. Great. Lamar Luttrell. Very um, nice. Javelin star. William Esquire. I believe that's the comment of the day. Give it to him. Got to give it to him. Uh, one last story before we get out of here. Uh, just pure America to finish off here. Uh, a recent study by the website LendingTree.com finds out that 18% of families that uh, visit uh, Disney, either in Florida or California, uh, end up going into debt uh, to finance their trip. So what you're saying is that 18% of the people that go to Disneyland are in debt already. And that Not they exactly. Are going, I'm saying that they, they, they borrow money either from a credit card or family members. Uh, 80% of them do say that they'll pay off their debt in six months or less. Not quite sure how accurate but that is. They are, but these are people that are either in debt and going into deeper debt or Possibly. these are people that are willing to go into debt just so that they can go to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever the fuck you just said for vacation. So now the survey found that 56% were surprised by the price of food and drink, while 48% said the ticket prices were beyond what they initially had thought. My question is, how are you not checking these things before? Yeah. If, if you're going to Disney on vacation, how are you not checking these things before you uh, before you go? Because they're Americans <laughs> and they just sit there and go, well, everything's going to just work out. There's no need for me to put any time or effort into research beforehand. Um, I'm just amazed that the about the number of people that are willing to uh, to go into debt just to be able to experience the pain and misery that is Disney World. Yeah, I, 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 you know, my my dad took us when we were younger, and uh, and God bless him. I don't know how he managed to do that. I mean, this, you know, I was, you know, probably thirteen. My brother was seventeen. Eh, no, maybe I was ten. My brother was fourteen. Hey, right. Regardless, um, but again, I don't know how people can be surprised about the cost of food and drink when you know in the in the same week of this story about the debt and going to Disneyland, mm -hmm. it also shows that uh, Disney sells a $185 holiday drink served in a, uh, a, a little waffle cone shot glass. 
And we got a little it's, picture of the shot glass here. Um, so that is $180 each. So apparently, so if this is at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, um, it is a, it's a, like I said, it is a waffle shot. Um, mm-hmm. Line in a in a waffle cone like base that's lined with milk or white chocolate. Um, it's made with Remy Martin Louis the Thirteenth Grand Champagne Cognac, uh, mm-hmm. which retails for four thousand dollars a bottle. Now, what what I find so amazing is that you've got people who are spending a hundred and eighty dollars on. Um, on this uh, shot at shot of cognac at Disney. Meanwhile, um, legendary singer Gary Glitter is right now in Thailand or Indonesia with $180 in his pocket, and he is getting way more bang for the buck so than it. those people that are going to Disney. Uh, that that apparently is correct. Um, and, and, and that's what we're talking about. So William is uh, William Esquire now reporting that a player may have just died on the field uh, during Monday Night Football. Not seeing well, anything. Well, send a link or it's not happening. <laughs> we need video of that. So yeah, if it did, you know, you know, you know we'll what? report on it next week. And you know, no, actually, you know, you know where we are going to report it, Ron. We're going to report on that and after dark which we are going to be doing in 22 minutes from now. Ron, tell the people what After Dark is. So it is exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. You subscribe at $10 a month or higher. gets you access to the live uh, video, uh, which will start at 9.30. Oh, the game is showing is delayed now, uh, saying Hamlin injured on the play. So if they're actually delaying the game, yeah, that cannot be good. Uh, but anyway... Go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Go to the upper right-hand corner. Uh, click on Become a Patron. Again, you join at the $10 level or higher, um, and uh, you can uh, you can join us at 9.30. Tonight is our pajama party, uh, so a special mm-hmm. one-hour episode where we allow uh, our Patreon subscribers to join us. And then uh, we will also have a uh, Can You Beat Ron? which uh, is a is a game show concept come up with yes. from, by Brian. Uh, and if yes. you can beat Ron, uh, we will make a $25 donation to the winner's uh, charity of choice. That's not good that they're doing CPR on the guy for 10 minutes. Not not good. Not good. So we will uh, let's wrap this up. Let's check and yes. see what is going on on the uh, on the game. And uh, we will do after dark in about 20 minutes. Brian. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Looking no, forward happy New Year to, to doing you, this Ron. again with you. Um, anything additional before we uh, we cut on out for the week? Absolutely nothing. Um, you know what? 2023, I think, will be our year, if I can include one last prediction for 2023. And that is that our After Dark Patreon will explode in popularity. You and I will be able to quit our day jobs and we'll be able to do the show forever. God willing. Well, thank you all for joining us. Patreon folks, we'll see you in 20 minutes. Everybody else, we will see you next Sunday. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.